The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. And welcome to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up, the short list. Uh, excuse that I've given myself to come up with creative and original ideas for new movies and TV shows and what have you, instead of reboots and remakes like you've kind of know and love from the regular episodes. And this episode, we're going to be doing a horror movie. Now, this is an idea that has rattled around my head for a while, and I thought it was about time that I kind of throw the idea out there into the world and uh, see what you guys think about it. Uh, this is relating to an actual thing that happens with a lot of uh, insects that are affected by a type of fungus that exists mainly in the uh, in forest region, forge and jungle regions uh, called cordyceps. It's a type of fungus that when it gets into the underplating of like an ant and it affects spiders, there's 600 different types of varieties of cordyceps, which is a parasitic fungus. And what it does, and some of you may be familiar with nature videos that have talked about this, it gets into the brain of the insect and then causes it to climb and get to the right area where it's the right humidity, the right amount of lighting. It's the optimal area for its growth. And then it makes the animal clamp down or bite down on to the surface area and die. And once the animal dies, the fungus grows a stem out of the brain of the animal and then releases more spores to infect more of that type of insect. And these cordyceps are specific to different types of insects. So there's one that affects ants. There's one that affects slugs. There's one that affects spiders. They, they uh, are specialized in that way, which makes them utterly terrifying. And so the name of this idea for a horror movie, I'm calling Climb. And I think you can probably figure out where I'm going with this, is that there have been no cases of this fungus affecting people in any way. But again, as species evolve, as we get deeper into, into jungle regions where these fungus adapt to better fit the species that is closest to them, it's not an out-of-the-way idea that we'd end up with a cordyceps that would affect the human brain the same way. So the idea is that there's a community that or the urban sprawl is slowly kind of inching its way into a jungle region. And you can start having the conversation about clear cutting. You can start having the conversation about displacing uh, natives on their land. Uh, you can even pull in some like ancient uh, native mythos about like these cordyceps or fungus or some sort of plant that grows out of people, but with developers and, and loggers, they don't give a shit of course. And they displace people from the area. 
And you could even have like an opening thing. Like it's happened in so many movies where you see the effects of these creatures before the main characters even have an understanding of what they're dealing with. So you have clear cutters that are clearing, and then they come across an area where there's a bunch of natives that are up in the trees. And they are basically bound to the trees with this long ropey fungus that has like wrapped them to the tree and made them kind of part of the tree. They're petrified into the trees with this fungus that's growing. And they're disturbed by it. There's heads that are split entirely open with fungus coming out of it. There's bodies decomposing. There's basically skeletal remains that look like they're covered in mushrooms. And they're horrified. And at the point, these giant pods that are coming out of these stems out of the brains of these uh, natives start exploding and spores start getting on all these uh, developers and stuff as they're trying to run from these exploding pods. Then cut to the main characters. You have a construction worker uh, that has like a young son and he's on the crew to help build new housing and developments that are in this new, newly clear cut area. And he's hearing word from people that have scouted the land and have marked trees for removal and that there's some weird shit going on. They've had people disappear. Uh, And then one morning when he comes in, a newly planted telephone poles that they're running lines to, uh, one of the construction workers that was working late the night before is up the telephone pole, much like that scene in Tremors, where the gentleman was up there for several days and died on the top of the telephone pole. Definitely an homage to that. So they try to get the cops involved, but the rich developers don't want any kind of like negative press as they're dealing with this already very volatile situation. So they hush money it. They just kind of brush it off to the side. They move on with their lives. And then as they're working on this, a couple more people start disappearing. People start acting very strange, uh, stutters and stammers, weird twitches, almost like a Tourette's kind of response. Uh, People are getting like bloodshot eyes and sunken eyes. Uh, They're misremembering things. Super bad headaches uh, are happening. And it's starting to affect more and more people. And they think, you know, it's that it's, it might be some sort of like malaria, something, some kind of virus that is coming from the forest, or even just like the temp, uh, the humidity of the region that is affecting them in this way. But no, no, it's not. Come to find out there is a cordyceps that affects the human brain and people start climbing. You have people that are climbing cell phone towers that are 600 feet in the air. You've got people that are climbing buildings um, in the nearby region, and it's slowly spreading from this small community where that's being on the edge of the urban sprawl into the city as people are going home to where they live or you know going into the city for the nightlife. And there's just a point that you're acting funny, you're acting weird, and then there's just a switch that kind of motivates you to climb. You feel the need to climb a little bit when you're still coherent with yourself and you kind of get to higher ground. And then there's just a switch where you become almost zombie-like with your need to climb. So as this is happening and people are getting to bigger cities, they're getting to higher buildings, which is allowing these spores to travel even further. So out of this one moment of clear-cutting and displacement, it moves into where there's this huge expanse of spores that are getting to people in different cities, hundreds of miles away. And it becomes this massive pandemic that there isn't really a way to stop it because this is the one thing that I'm kind of making a commentary on as far as film goes. There's a number of commentaries socially is that 
there was a good concept in the movie The Happening of Death on the Wind, but it isn't scary to run from the wind. It just isn't. You need some kind of physical representation to justify that fear. And having people having spores coming out of their heads, exploding out of their brains, or giant stems coming out of their bodies with big pods on it that are exploding, and you can see some kind of like spore traveling in the wind, at least there, there's some justification for it. And even though that is kind of relating to what the happening was saying with the plants fighting back, this is a little bit more of a visceral feel than that had. So because this isn't viral, uh, because this is a parasitic fungus, there's a far less ways for people to combat this. So people are wearing this begin around the world, start wearing, you know, kind of what we've been dealing with for the past year, wearing masks, wearing goggles, wearing protective coverings, um, because even one spore that gets into your body somehow through your mouth, through your eyes, through your nose could be enough to work its way into your brain and cause it to take over. So people are absolutely terrified, chaos in the streets, and we're following the father that was a construction worker with his son who narrowly escaped when the first pods went off, and he's been trying to warn people before it gets blown into this huge proportion of everybody knowing that it's happening because the world is like completely affected by this. It's taking the airstreams to different countries, and he ends up meeting up with an entomologist and botanists and uh, people that are actually studying this phenomenon that are trying to figure out a way to fix this, reverse it, uh, stop it, something uh, to help. And together they are trying to get the powers that be to pass like emergency orders. But of course, bureaucracy isn't working. The world is completely falling apart. And there is a balance between trying to find protection for themselves and trying to find a, a solution for the rest of the world. And in the end, the ultimate social statement that's being made is that as powerful as we think we are as humans, and as much as we think we have domain over nature, in the end, nature cannot be conquered. Uh, nature will always find a way to fight back. And the world basically finds the solution to the human problem, that this is a specific type of fungus that only affects humans. All other species are unaffected by it. It doesn't have any real effect on the rest of the world, except for the fact that humans are dying and spreading the disease to other humans. So as they're bunkered down and they look out, there's just all of this fungus everywhere as they're in this kind of bunker, scientific bunker, and looking out like that the world has become so deadly to step outside that you just, you can't, you cannot. Uh, they, there's no way to exist in the world for any more than limited times in heavy hazmat. And even then you have to make sure that you're using the, the showers and sanitizing completely because even a couple spores that get into the building might be enough to get somebody and then it's all done for. So I thought it was timely to have this conversation about this idea about the, uh, the zombie fungus, because that is kind of the way to twist what we've been dealing with, with the last year with the pandemic into something that is a little bit more approachable. It's different enough that it's not, giving us terrible reminders of what we dealt with, but it is something so incredibly relatable to what we've been going through over the past year. And also, anytime I can see stuff growing out of people's heads, I'm going to be a happy camper as a horror nerd. So I, uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to play with in that space of biological terror uh, brought on by Mother Nature and us 
going into the deeper parts of the jungle where uh, the jungle decides to fight back. Now, as far as directors go, I want to find somebody that can deal with an incredibly bleak storyline, somebody that can understand some kind of spiritual conversation or, or, or at least a conversation about the, the sanctity of human life and its relation to the rest of the world. Um, somebody can deal with a pandemic or apocalyptic event um, at the same time. Uh, somebody that can deal with indigenous cultures and people infringing on their area. And there is actually somebody that's done a number of movies that fit those uh, rules, and that's Xavier Jens, who's a French director. You might be familiar with from the French horror film Frontiers, which is brutal. It's uh, basically like a French Texas chainsaw. There's a lesser-known movie that uh, myself and some friends have talked a lot about called The Divide, which is kind of a bunker, apocalypse bunker, Lord of the Flies kind of feel to it. And it's incredibly bleak and upsetting. A, he produced a not the greatest uh, adaptation of a Stephen King story, uh, Cell, starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. But he has worked in the realm of, uh, of apocalypse movies. He also did Hitman and a actually very good horror movie called Cold Skin that I know right now is available on Shudder, I believe. So that, that's definitely worth checking out. He's a horror director that understands kind of a nuance of delivering a kind of sociopolitical conversation and not necessarily needing to have a happy ending at the end of it all. So that's kind of what this story is also going to be telling, is that in the end, nature wins. And we need to come to respect that before something like that actually does happen. And that's what we're seeing with these uh, with COVIDs and other new viruses that are being found from animals being fished out of the jungles to be eaten or clear cutting or all the, so many different ways that that can in, get into the community. And so it is fair that we have movies that share that warning that this may not be the last time we deal with this and we need to do what we can to prevent it from happening in the future. So at least this way, it's a fun horror version where we are uh, getting destroyed by fungus. So I hope you liked my idea for Climb, uh, the, uh, the horror movie. And let me know who you would want to cast in this movie, if there's any other ideas you'd want to add into this story. Do you have people able to scale the side of buildings, or do they just use their normal human means to get up the buildings? Do you make it even weirder, and you make them into, like, ant people that are doing the fungus thing? And then it becomes in a total like trauma-esque, ridiculous monster camp type of style. Let me know in our social media. Uh, hit us up at our Geeks Under the Influence hotline number, which is 804-505-4484. That's 804-505-4GUI. All of our social media stuff and links to subscribe to all the different ways you get your podcasts is available at guipodcast.com. Remember to check out our full-length Smack My Pitch Ups uh, that happen every other week from these shortlist episodes. And let us know what you think about the shortlist. This is something we've been trying out for several months now, uh, getting into a groove with it. If you enjoy it, then we're more than happy to continue doing this. If it's really not your thing, if you're kind of skipping these episodes, I still want to know that as well. You know, it helps us figure out the best way to go about uh, our releases. And if we need to try something new or get back to just full length from now on, and uh, we do appreciate that insight and that communication. And we'll talk to you on the boards 
We'll see you next time for another episode of Smack My Pitch Up. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch smacked. GUIPodcast.com My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.